Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 9 of the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, an episodic podcast where two, sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes five good friends gather around a table and discuss all things NHL and their implications in the fantasy hockey universe. I am one of your hosts, as always, Nick Costu, along with my good pal this evening, Kyle Nice. Kyle, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday night? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll let the fans uh, be privy to some of our setting choices today. We were meant to be recording this show from a hot tub in your building. That dream was alive and well for a good 20 minutes, and then we got down there and it was the yellow caution tape telling us to, to vacate and scram. So, uh, good second place. We're in, uh, we're in Nick's king-size bed watching the Rangers game uh, live. So, uh, that, that's a great silver medal for me, personally. And, uh, and yeah, comfortable. We're, yeah, we're sitting back. We've got the game on, so we're going to be kind of live reacting, kind of talking about the show as as we go along here, we've got a couple of yeah adult beverages like yeah. it, this is more comfortable in yeah, the chair. Yeah, you talk about the round table in, in in the intro. I think that might need to be changed. Yeah, yeah true. you know. It's not always a table. And like think of think of this. Think if we're we're in this bed and we've got Joe right in the middle. Yeah, oh, that would what be if we had great. Joe and yes. maybe even a Josh? Yeah, in this king bed, you could fit like five people. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, seriously. Like like what if we just get the whole crew just snuggling on this bed doing the That'd show? Be awesome. uh, it'd be hilarious. Love it'd be hilarious. It. I think the fans would love that. Yes. Um yeah, and uh, yeah, we might even get to the hot tub one day, you know? You can always hold out hope for that. So um but yeah, so anyways, uh we'll be uh we'll be recapping the second round that just finished up a few nights ago. Uh game 7 Carolina Rangers. And then uh, we'll be giving our, our, our predictions of this of this coming round here. We got four teams left. We're down to the final four. We got the Rangers and the Lightning, and we got Colorado and Edmonton. Uh, some would say the uh, the goalie duel, and then uh, what the, the 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 generational superstar duel. Is that right? You could say that. Yeah, I think that's a fair yeah. statement. I think yeah. that's a fair statement. Uh, depending on who the generational, you know, like some might say it's McCarr versus McDavid. Some might say it's some might say it's McDavid against uh, you know McKinnon. Some might want to throw Drysidle's hat in there, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know the 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 media headlines will give you the McKinnon McDavid because it's it's cherry picking. But that that's a great point. Like McDavid obviously is the generational forward of of this generation. Uh, Makar is that guy on defense. You know, the jury's out on on McKinnon. I think he's kind of in that upper echelon as well, but. If there can only be one generational guy, it's probably McDavid. So that's a great, you know, way to look at it. Is is McCarr the generational defenseman versus the the forward? And uh, and game one gave a little bit of a, an insight to that too. We'll get into that shortly. Uh, but to, to begin, we'll uh, we'll recap starting with Colorado. Uh, they of course. What? Before we go there, we want to compare two of the NHL's best analysts of all time. In terms of play-by-play. Well, we haven't gotten there. No, we we got to get to the we got to get to the yeah we got to get to the that series. You know, we'll get there, because yeah, we'll we'll get there in short order. Don't worry. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, Colorado. Uh, they had to get through the St. Louis Blues. They dispatched with them in six games. Uh, of course, the Darren Helm game winner in Game Six. Uh, the game was headed to overtime. Everyone had overtime circled on their calendars, 
And uh, yeah, this this guy Darren Helm, who seemingly you haven't noticed play this league in, in almost a decade, uh, scores the game winner and sends Colorado to their first ever uh, West final in I think twenty years, if I read that right. Uh, so, and of course you're rejoicing long time for you. You've been waiting a long time for this. Lots of heartbreak, the Dallas series, the Vegas series, uh, long road for Jared Bednar and, and company. And, uh, of course it was, it was probably the most dramatic, interesting series of the bunch. You, you had the Nazim Kadri, uh, Bennington drama. You had Bennington's injury, which we got more about that drama, I guess, recently. Right. Um, you had, you know, you have Kadri putting up numbers despite all the social media hate he was getting. Um, you had, uh, you know, you had the blues coming back in a crazy game five, you know, we thought McKinnon had sent his team to the final. They, they come back. I mean, so much to get to in this series. Where, where do you, where do you want to begin? Um, well, I, I think I'll begin with like the initial perception, which was very much this is going to be a tough series. I, I, I fully expected uh, it to be a tough series. At the end of the day, from you know, if, from a zoomed out perspective, Colorado did dominate a lot of play. Binnington was the story in many, many different ways in the series. First and foremost, he was an incredible goalie. You know, this was the this was the Binnington comeback story. If anything was to take down Colorado, it was somehow this guy finding magic, lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense. Like, the guy was has been shit for two years now. Mm-hmm. But he, he was amazing. Uh, and then you have this lightning rod of a player, Nazem Kadri, who, as you know, in the last so many years of the playoffs has been suspended. Mm-hmm. Suspended, screwing his team over, doing this, that, and the other to be a basically kicked out of the playoffs and this series honestly I think you know I think he might have been the most important forward because he took out Jordan Bennington by accident you know but that was a key play and he was incredible we had the the storyline with with the racist comments um, and then he scored a hat trick in the next game like this this was Kadri's coming out party for me this is what made me fall in love with this player that that's something that shouldn't be shouldn't be understated and um, and yeah, just a, a bunch of different storylines. But what the underlying numbers will tell you was that this was very much uh, a Colorado series, and uh, they slayed the demons. You know, I, I I would love to be the guy to rub it into Joe to say, hey, my team slayed the demons. Your argument no longer stands. Oh, they can't get out of the second round. They haven't won shit. That's dead and gone. Like I, it's just it keeps keeps coming. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a great series. Another thing I noticed was you saw Sam Girard go down and you had really Bowen Byram stepping up big time. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a guy, this is a defenseman, young guy, injury troubles, but he really stepped into his own here. And, and it's continued into the, the first game of this next series, too. He was, he was great. What is going on? Yeah, we're, we're just seeing uh, some Rangers-Tampa drama early on. And I will say... The Rangers haven't got into really like physical scrummy drama yet too much in, in their well, series. Not well, not to an extreme degree. That Truba guy. Well, he's that's he's a, a nasty, different story. He's yeah. Nasty, you know, we'll get into that. with that. Yeah. Series, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, there, there's talking. there's Corey Perry doing his thing. Sorry, you go on. That. Yeah, like they, they haven't seen this yet. I'm telling you, like, though Truba has been fucking people up. There hasn't been a big response from a Carolina or a Pittsburgh. 
I don't think Tampa's going to put up with that kind of shit, you know? No, no, they're not soft. Um, but no, I love your comment about Bo Byram. I, I think this was his coming out party for me. I, I don't watch a lot of Colorado. I, I, I should, but I don't. And he was obviously injury riddled all year, right? Yeah. You know, I all I heard about him was athletic articles about him hiking in Alaska. <laughs> I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't reading about his play on the ice. And then all of a sudden, I tune I tune into the playoffs, and he's playing. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Whoa, this is great!" And uh, and he's been killing it. He's been his his transition up and down the ice, his his passing, his his skating, his gap control. It's all ex- incredibly sound. Super confident. Like he looks confident. Like he holds the puck. He's not afraid to make a play. Yeah. You know, it, you could tell Bednar has confidence in him. He's he's not just short shifting him, giving him 14 minutes a night, and telling him, "Hey, only make smart plays." You know, like he's risky. He he's he's making big boy plays. Right. So uh, very imp- Oof. Steven Stamkos, one timer. Beautiful shot. Yeah, from a ways out, but uh, just shows you how good of a shot it was beating Shostirkin. Uh, wow. Let's, let's take a look at this replay here, folks. Uh, as, as, as he looks up to the Jumbotron. Wow. Look at this. For those thinking this would be a a one, nothing game. Yeah. uh, I'm not sure. I was not excited for this series. I, I really wasn't, but we're seeing two goals in the span of the first eight minutes here. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, one-one Tampa, uh, New York. As we're uh, twelve minutes left here in the first period, just getting going here. Uh, but yeah, Bo Byron really impressed me. Uh, of course, Kadri. What else can be said about him? Uh, you know, guy delivers, which is good to see. I mean, for a guy who keeps getting, you know, ejected out of the playoffs and who can't stay in the playoffs, it's good to see that he's kind of. You know, he's still showing that attitude, you know, like when he scored, he was selling and showing attitude and stuff, but in a different way, you know, not in a, not in a harsh, I'm going to get suspended and fuck you up way. Like in a, I told you I could fucking do this. You know, you're, you're making fun of me on social media. I I can, I can, you know, shove it up yours, you know, and, uh, and good on him. And, 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 and like that one game, I, I don't know what it was in St. Louis game three or four, like. He just, the, it was the game after Bennington got injured when he put up a hat trick and it was just like, it was so fitting, you know? And you could tell the Blues were so frustrated, you know? Like, so frustrated. And they took all those penalties and they lost the series for themselves, really, if you ask me, through their frustration and just like, just not playing smart, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, you know, let me, let me give a little bit of credit to the other side too, because I thought, especially early on in the series, Ryan O'Reilly was fantastic yeah. on, on McKinnon. Like McKinnon still had his thing going on a little bit, but you know if if you want to point to a player in in a series like doing his thing against a very a top top player like McKinnon, that was pretty textbook, and I was super super impressed. Yeah, yeah, it it was super impressive. And I, you know what, Edmonton doesn't have a a player like that, a, a you know a shutdown guy like that, so that's why it's going to be such a high scoring series. But I was really impressed with Ryan O'Reilly. And then, you know, let's talk a bit about Game 5 and and that magical but yet not so magical end of the game there. Um, So as you know, St. Louis storms back from I think it was 3-1 to make it 3-3. And I'm like, oh boy, the demons are showing up again. 
And then out of nowhere, McKinnon starts reeling up and getting on his horse in his own zone, and he pulls off the goal of the playoffs. Unbelievable goal. I'm freaking out. I'm trying to call everybody. I'm, I'm calling you, and I'm saying, Nick, what the fuck just He's happened? prematurely calling me thinking the game is over. Yeah, like there was three minutes left, and I was like, that so feels like mm-hmm. the series-winning goal. And if you looked on Twitter, if you looked online, everyone agreed. They're like, wow, that was amazing. They're going, they've slayed the demons. And then what do you know? What do you know St. Louis ties it up and they, they end up winning it overtime? And it's, and it's like Tyler Bozak. Like, did you even think he was in the league anymore? No, no. That guy didn't play the whole series. Like, the guy barely played. It was like a Darren Helm goal. It was it was exactly that. It was a guy who barely plays. He's on the fourth line, and he scores a terrible goal that shouldn't have gone in on Darcy Kemper. And we'll get into him because he, he has not been on his game. No, no, no. But, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a shame the way it all went down. A huge shame. And had they won that game six, they would have had a momentum probably going into seven, you know? Indeed, indeed. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like that, that game seven would have been a coin flip mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like I, I would have been shaking in my boots. Like it's thank God that this veteran Darren Helm was able to get it done. But uh, no, and now it's yeah. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the next series later. But uh, it was great to see. It was great to see them slay the demons. Uh, what did you think of? Uh Rick Clouseau's game. Sorry? Rick Clouseau. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> so, O-Dog, Jeff O'Neill's nickname for Billy Husso is oh. Rick Clouseau. <laughs> Why? What's the story? <laughs> I don't know. He just calls him Rick Clouseau. <laughs> I don't know. And then when they find a goalie who's not like, it's like it's like calling Frank who's Frances. Oh. You know, it's just like you make fun of the guy when you find he's not very good. Right. You weren't, were you not impressed with Rick Clouseau's game after the Bennington injury? No, I mean, like, as soon as I saw Clouseau play, I was like, you know what? Despite all this just drama, this, this series is over. Right. Like, you could kind of tell, like, St. Louis, they were the inferior team, but with this goalie, they had a shot. Mm-hmm. That shot was taken out by Kadri, who's just a, an unreal in how he is able to injure someone on purpose but by accident. Sure. And uh, he, he was the MVP. He was the MVP. So now uh, the hockey world gets a treat and uh, and the better team won. You know what? That's the thing we should say. This is the most entertaining conference finals ever. Ever. Well, on one side, yeah. No, no. Like this is going to be how, historically good? This no, not necessarily. But like, how often do you get the best teams slash the most exciting teams in in the finals? The Rangers very exciting. No, that's a that's the anomaly here. We know that that's the anomaly. The are boring. They've been here, done that. I would have liked to see something fresh. You know. Sure, but they are the best team in the East. Yep. The best team in the East has made it. The best team in the West has made it, and you sprinkle in a little bit of the best player in the world. We've got so much going on right now. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Like I'm usually checked out. Like I told you last episode, by round two, I usually check out to some extent. And by conference finals, I'm absolutely checked out. But now now it's like you're in tree. You're there, you know? Yeah. You're locked in. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, 
other Western uh, semifinal, the Battle of Alberta, the most hyped up series. You're talking about hyped up series. This was a hyped up series. Oh, yeah. And uh, boy, I mean, in a way it met expectations because we had some really good games. You know, that first game, it was like 8-7 or whatever. You know, both goalies got pulled or, uh, you know, uh, the second game was was crazy too. Those first two games in Calgary in particular were really, really incredible. But then, uh, yeah, I don't even remember the rest of the series, to, to be completely honest. Like, it kind of went in a blur. Right. Edmonton kind of just stepped it up. There was, there, was a, there was a TSN turning point. Calgary had the lead in Game 2. I think they had a 2 nothing lead in Game 2. You won the first game. You're up 2 nothing in the second game, and they blew it. They, they, locked, they gave up the lead. They went on to lose that game, and they went on to lose the next three games. And that was it. And, uh, and, and for me, I, I, if there's takeaways, I think... You know, Jacob Markstrom was not himself. I think the guy we saw have a Vezina caliber season in the regular season, he he did not show up. I I think he's got the bugaboos with Edmonton. I think he does. He was good in the Dallas series, but all regular season, he was awful against Edmonton. I think they have a scouting report on him, and I think he's just got the bugaboos. Some guys just suck against certain teams, you know? Like Freddie Anderson against Boston. Like, they, you, you just suck. You're just bad. And, uh, and, and that was them and, uh, absolute shame. And, uh, I had them, I had them picked, uh, they, the, the Oilers blew up my bracket, uh, kudos to Jay Woodcroft, that smart coach for the Oilers. He rallying his troops and getting past Daryl Sutter, uh, credit to Drysidle who had like 17 points, I think in five games and he's hobbling on one foot, like incredible. Uh, kudos to Mike Smith, who got who, who got pulled in the first game, but then rallied, you know, and came back. Even though he gave he gave up a goal from the other blue line yeah. to Rasmus Anderson, they still won that game. Incredible. Again, why I have no faith in Edmonton because that can happen any any play. And you saw that with Colorado last night, just picking corners on him, no problem. They're gonna have so much fun. They're gonna have so much fun with him this 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 series. Um. I mean, who else? Zach Hyman, incredible. That contract really is showing it's coming to fruition. I know it's a long-term deal, and so jury's still out how it ages. But year one, big, big two thumbs up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How could you let a player like that walk? How could you let a player like that right. go? Well, that's that'll always that'll always stand. I mean, hey, but then there's all those people who say Bunting's still better. That's so. Loud. But where, where was but where was Bunting in the Tampa series? Non-existent. Yeah, like, so I don't know about that. Are he, he's so easy to fall in love with. I've ne- like this guy's unbelievable. Like when when they needed a spark last night, even last night, yeah. He gave he gives them a spark. This he's guy's unbelievable. The knee is fine, folks. Like he's fucking skating like crazy. It's he's he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Evander Kane oh. stepped up again. He had a good series against uh, Kings, and then and then he came back with another great series against the uh, the Flames. I mean, you could tell he was getting under their skinnies. He's that perfect mix of talent, but also a shit disturber at the same time, who no one wants to play against. Physical, physical element to his game too. Um, yeah, those are those are really all my observations for Edmonton, and then for Calgary. I think again, Markstrom wasn't himself. And uh, yet again, this, 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 all this Calgary top line, 307 points amongst the three of them. Elias Lindholm is a star. No, no, 
Like I know he had a, he was great in fantasy, and I and I'd look at his name always and be like, how's this guy top ten in scoring in fantasy? This is unbelievable. This Lindholm, yeah. and and then no, you don't show up in the playoffs, and uh, yet again, I think the rhetoric continues for Calgary. The the big boys can't step step up. Right. Goudreau, that top line couldn't keep up with McDavid and Drysaddle, and they were the they lost that battle of the first lines, and uh, I think that was the 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 tale here. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta give some credit to Joe and I, actually. Edmonton. Who, yeah, I, I, I was light on picking Edmonton. He was harder on it. But w- what we both said was, "Hey, listen, this Calgary team is overrated," and that, that was a tweet that Rink Moose made way before the playoffs started, and, uh, and it's true, like the, like the depth is just not that good. Uh, this goalie unraveled. The stars didn't show up like they needed to. Uh, it's just. Like you said, that first game was a lot of fun. It was cool. And then the rest of the series, you know what it was? It was McDavid Drysidle highlights. That's all it was. It was like, wow, look at these two players making history. Like Calgary will forever be known as the team that these two players made history on. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's unbelievable. Um, and you know what? They're not even the, – the best part of them, I fucking – I love Daryl Sutter so much. In, in interviews, like this guy is the most oh, so adorable good. fucking interview. So good. He he's he's unbelievable. Like that 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 quote about sports, church, and music. I didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't see that. Uh, you have to pull it up right now. That is the best interview I've heard in the last decade, bar none, bar none. He it was just adorable. Um, and then. And, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, listen to this. This is so fucking hilarious. People together, when you say Battle of Alberta, it's not a Battle of Alberta. How many people are in Alberta? Four and a half million, maybe. What brings people together since we, we became a province, and just so everybody here knows, it's not from Alberta. We became a province in 1905, I believe. So that's 116 years ago. What brings our province together always? Number two, church. <laughs> Number three, music. Think about it. So what's this thing in Alberta right now? You're bringing people together. They might cheer for the others. They might cheer for the flames. Big deal. It's a sport. That's what it's about. Isn't that great? It's the best thing ever. The NHL, what more could you ask for right now? Isn't that the It's funny, though, because no one knows what the fuck he's... Like, no one would would agree with that and be like, church? Yeah, that was, like, see, that's what? that's why it's so funny, because, like, you had me at music and yeah, sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're bringing your old-school mentality yeah, into like, it. It's just so cute. I don't know. Yeah. No, he's great. He's, he's great. so good. He's a great, he's a great sport, and... Uh, I, I loved his, like, they'd interview on the bench during the game and he'd give, like, a one-word answer and then just, like, fucking tell them to fuck off. It was it was awesome. I Yeah, he's great. He uh, A special place in my heart always for Daryl Sutter. But I'm just, I'm disappointed in him because I, I hold him to such a high regard. You know, you're the defensive coach. You sh- you won two cups with L.A. You, you came back from a 3 nothing deficit against San Jose and went on to win that series in seven and on way to win a cup. You, you, yeah. you can shut down anyone. You can win the Jennings Trophy any year. And you couldn't devise a system to shut down the Oilers. Yeah. You fucked up. You had leads. You had leads and you blew them. You had a 2 nothing lead in game two. You had a, you had a lead in game five. You blew it. 
And that's just so uncharacteristic of Daryl Sutter, and he's taken a hit in my books for that very reason. I always thought this guy was indestructible, but he couldn't he couldn't do it. Like the Oilers just would always find a way to cut through, like Swiss cheese, cut through whatever defensive, you know, structure that guy put in place. It was it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen. My my take on that is he's a, he's a great coach. He knows how to get that job done defensively. What if what if the personnel just couldn't handle despite the system the 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 star power on Edmonton? Like maybe we need to give more credit to uh to to that rather than taking credit away from from Sutter, you know? Um because at the end of the day, I think what we've seen is that from whether it's McKinnon or McDavid or, or Drysidle, these star players are finding ways, and thank God they are. They're finding ways to disrupt that ultra defensive style, which thank God, you know, um, oh, yeah. because McDavid had to fight through it in, in LA, and they, he had to fight through it in Calgary, and he he blew Calgary open. Like Calgary was letting in goals left, right, and center. It it it's amazing to see, but that's the speed, the the sense, everything he does it. It disrupted the system, yeah. which was it's good for hockey. It's really good for hockey, and it's and it's another telltale sign. Like maybe in years past, a St. Louis system would have would have beaten the Avalanche, would have beaten the McKinnons, mm. but uh, they found a way. They found a way. So we're uh, we're we're benefiting from it. Yeah, very good for the game. Uh, so there you have it. Another uh, quick exit for the Calgary Flames in a year they thought they had it. And, um, yeah, the Oilers, unprecedented, unprecedented. McDavid going off to his first conference final. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to the East. Uh, We'll start with, uh, which one do you want to start with in the East? I guess we're watching the Rangers right now. We'll get right to Rangers, Carolina, the the Nevermind series, as they would say. Do you want to start with that? Okay, so we're going to start with the Nevermind series. So we're going to play two calls for you guys. One from last year's playoffs, another from this year's playoffs, okay? And uh, eerily similar, but also different. So uh, let's get to the clips. Starting with Ray? Yeah. And the puck played out by Kako. Race for Lafreniere as Heedle going to the front of the net. You're Carolina, you think if I can get one in the next five. Heedle, all alone, he scores! <laughs> so optimistic. Never mind. <laughs> what a dagger. If there's going to be a comeback for Carolina, 40 seconds between the D'Angelo goal get one in the next five. Many you think if I can get one in the next five. Heedle, all alone, he scores! Oh, yeah, yeah. If I can get one in the next five, Beetle all alone, he scores. <laughs> it's in a whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So what do we like? What yeah. do we like about that? It's very candid. It's mm. he catches himself in the middle of you know looking like a little foolish, but he's cool about it. You know, it, it's like he admits it. He's like, ah, never mind. And it's fun. It's cool. The timing is just so perfect. I don't even blame him for making that call because it was a turnover in the Carolina zone. Like, by all accounts, they should have broken it out of the zone. It would have been a fine thing to say. But just the the serendipitous luck of that just happening like that, you know? Like, 
like like and then yeah to hand to handle it like that you you can't just have no comment you know if you don't say anything you just look like an idiot yeah so you gotta have fun with it you gotta play it up and i think he did an excellent job yeah 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 that's a sign of of real professionalism right (laughs) so fucking goof so is this the sign of unprofessionalism what we're about to watch here yeah let's take a look last year's playoffs my favorite in my opinion Sharon steps up on Pacioretty and Price will get to it. Flurry's puck has made a difference on Joe. Yeah, it really has. I mean, Vegas is just not giving Montreal much of anything. A fumble! And they score! <laughs> Flurry gets it to Josh Anderson! Montreal much of anything. A fumble, and they score! Flurry gave it away to... A fumble, and they score! A fumble, and they score! Flurry gave it away to Josh Anderson! It's like a subtle pierregasm. You know, it's not a, not a Tokarski-level pierregasm, but still a pierregasm nonetheless. Um, wow. Incredible. Uh him back in the game. Yeah. We need him so bad. <laughs> Flurry's puck handling's been incredible, hasn't it, Joel? <laughs> oh! Oh, fumble! <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, we need it's, him back. I thank God and he doesn't back. even correct it. Like, I don't recall him correcting himself. No, during, yeah, it's like he it's like he just denies what he just said. Which is just that that that's the that's the definition of unprofessionalism. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, we Kyle and I couldn't help but think of that comment after we heard the Ray call. It's just it's those comments where the it's like the hockey gods, you know, are having their way with these commentators. It's yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, I love it. Um. So yeah. Anyways, on to the actual series. Um. Seven game series, home home team series. You know they're trading wins. Two, two for Carolina, two for Rangers, one and one. Carolina was up 3-2. Um, you can go so many ways with this. I guess start from the game six. Carolina's up 3-2. They actually play a pretty good game six, in my opinion. I watched that game with with our friend Richard Magoni, and uh, they played really well. They were controlling the play, and that, that Ranta, he just was awful, awful in that game six. He was giving up these terrible goals. They pulled him. They put in the other goalie, and... Uh, I just thought that was the turning point of the series. I think Carolina played an excellent game five at home. They had all the momentum going into New York to close it out in six. They put up a great game. I thought they outplayed the Rangers largely in that game, uh, but their goaltending just let them down. And and that's not the first time we've said this. I think it's two straight years now. Carolina's goaltending has let them down, whether it's Peter Mrazek, whether it's James Reimer. Uh, they just can't get it done. And the guy they brought in to get it done, injured. All series. They promised he'd be back game. At the end of round one, Brindamore said, you will see Freddie in round two. You will see Freddie. Never saw Freddie. And I think that's like the, that's the cryptic, quiet part of the series that no one's talking about is what the hell happened with that guy? What the hell is wrong with this guy? Because this isn't the first time he's been injured. With the Leafs, he was always injured. And this guy's just, he's just the definition of a Band-Aid boy. I think a Band-Aid boy, I think he's just, he's taken on that, He's taken on that persona, and it's just not a good look. 
and it's going to go it's just going to hurt him he's he's going to be known as this great regular season goalie who just he always gets injured or just can't get it on the playoffs and he's just soft and uh, i i think that i think the carolina hurricanes bet on him they gave him a contract they gave him money and it, it hasn't come to fruition he had a great regular season but doesn't mean shit if you're once again eliminated in the second round of the playoffs like them so poor carolina my cup my my comf- my my cup one of my picks in the cup final is out and uh, pains me to say it. Yeah, you you took a hit on that one big oh, time. I was, I was winning. I was I, I was winning the bra- I was on my way to win the bracket challenge, and uh, when they lost to Rangers, that did me in. I mean, I mean, Edmonton beating Calgary did me in, but but Carolina blowing a three-two series lead that did me in. No Shane Wright jersey for Nick. Come on. I'll get it. Just it just sucks. It's a harder pill to swallow. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um. This series for me, like, utterly perplexed. I'm utterly perplexed by this Rangers team, 100%, because they have faced the shitty goaltending all through their their journey so far, and they often look like shit. Like five on five, this is easily the worst team left. It's not even a debate. At at some points, we're like, where the fuck are the stars? They're not showing up. Panarin looks like shit, and then they're scoring big goals. It's like, what the fuck are we seeing? We, I can honestly tell you Gerard Gallant is not that good of a coach. He's been outcoached in every series so far. And they find ways to win. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. This team doesn't make any sense, as well as the fact that, to me, Carolina didn't put up as much of a, a, you know, a performance that I thought they would. You know, I thought um, Svechnikov was very disappointing. Oh. He he was very frustrated. You know, he was trying to throw his body around, but offensively, my goodness, this guy was a no-show. It, it was just... And I w- this is the kind of series where I wanted to watch to see, like, what's the hype about this guy? This is the type of player that I'd like to, I'd like, to like, and I didn't see anything from him. And then you saw this hyped-up Carolina defense, and they looked very pedestrian. They looked very pedestrian. Like, there wasn't anything that was there that was like, oh, stalwart defensively. Like, this is amazing. I didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, I, I was perplexed. I, I think that what's going on right now, the Rangers have been so lucky in the fact that they're running into teams with underlying problems. And it's not just the goaltending, but I think Carolina really laid an egg in a way in this series. And... uh I'll be damned. Uh, now they're in. Now they're in the conference finals. And one thing we need to touch on is is the performance of uh, of Laffy. He had some definitely definitely some good games, some good moments. Uh, hasn't been quite consistent enough for my liking, but he's definitely average, playing a lot better than he did in the regular regular season. He's making an impact for sure. Um, my main question for you is that. Um, what does this mean for development? Like, what does going deep in the playoffs actually mean from a development standpoint? Are they better off getting more time in the summer to work on stuff, or is this the gold standard for for experience and development? I don't know. I don't like. I, I'd like to think of an example, right? Oh, I, I think it's got it's got to be this. I, I I love developing through playing. I don't I, I don't get the summer stuff. I mean, like I don't get. Well, I don't get that philosophy. Like during COVID, during COVID, during COVID, all these guys had time to technically develop, to to take time off the ice and develop. And we saw it didn't do them very well. Like Laugh did not have a very productive off season during all that time off. He was living with Keandre Miller, who knows what he was doing in the gym. 
and he came back and he started the season and he just looked off. I think this is the way you develop because you're playing big games, big minutes, and 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 in the spotlight. And and just look at that Yuri Slipkovsky guy in the in the World Championships right now. You know, his his. I don't care if he sucks, but his his stock. You can't deny his stock has risen with that tournament. And uh, his, he's now number one in Pronman's rankings. No. Yeah, he's top chain now. No. Yeah. Pronman. Pronman has number one. What a goof. What a goof. Not the first time we've heard that on this show. But the point is, I mean, I think playing in a big stage, a guy coming out like that, like Laugh's done in this series and like he did in the World Championships, I think it goes a long way. And uh, I think it just, it just, it gives them confidence, you know, that now if you can produce at the NHL, at the Stanley Cup final level, you can produce on a random Tuesday night in Buffalo during the regular season, you know, like... That's how it should work. Now, he might be an anomaly because Laugh catches me as the kind of guy who goes hard during the big games but then might sag on a Tuesday night in Buffalo, you know? So maybe that psychology doesn't work, but I still think we're seeing him... I think this is great development, and I think... It's just like the World Juniors. It's like sending kids to the World Juniors, you know? It's the best development. You know, on a big stage like that, they always get better. 90% of the time, it's good for the players sending them to the World Juniors, you know? And I think this is Laugh's World Juniors in a way. You know, it's his big stage to to prove himself, and he's he's taking advantage of it. I'd like to, I'd like to believe that. I really would like to believe that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope you're right. I hope he's learning a lot. And, uh, but most importantly, I just want him to get some skating skills down, you know, sure. but you know, I, I, I look back at, you know, look at the McDavid's, the Matthews, the, the, even the McKinnon's like early in their career, they didn't have any playoff success, but they grew at an exponential rate, mm-hmm. you know, despite that. So I'd like to believe you in, in that sense, but, uh, yeah, I guess I, I, the jury's still out. The jury's still out, but. Yeah, and uh, and lastly, I don't want to really talk about the Rangers very much because I feel like their story is left to be written. But as far as Carolina, again, I think Freddie Anderson's the story, him not staying healthy. I think Svechnikov, you nailed it. A guy who in, in fantasy, he was going top 10 in drafts, you know? You know, like you were pre- you were pressuring, you were pressuring me to, to take him, you know? And he was great in the regular season, but he just sucked. Sucked in this in, in this playoffs. Um you know, I they 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 eerily remind me of like a Calgary, you know, like good regular season guys. You know, Sebastian Ajo's like got Johnny Goudreau. You can produce in the regular season. You can look good in the regular season, but come the playoffs, put up or shut up, spotlight, big game, you don't show up. You know, and the stars, the stars of Carolina, if you even want to call them stars at this point, Ooh. uh, they just sagged. Nowhere to be seen. Adam Fox st- stood out. Sabanajad stuck out. Yeah. Shosturkin stuck out. Panarin stuck out. Where where's uh where's the stars? Yeah. Taro Teravinen's your best player? Yeah, you're right. I'll happily take Taro Teravinen in my next draft next year, but that can't be your best player, you know? Incredibly disappointing. And here's another thing. Other than the stars, a very soft team. Who on that team who on that team is is hard nosed? is going to push you around, you know? Jacob Truba pushed them around. Yeah. Jacob Truba fucked up Seth Jarvis in that game seven, and there was no retaliation, No. you know? No one was going to retaliate with Ryan Reeves. Tony D'Angelo? No, he's just going to go in and chirp. He can't actually throw his fists. That guy just, that guy just throws hockey sticks at people. Yeah. 
So I think they're not only is the star power lacking on that team. I think they're just they're growing a reputation of being a soft team, wow. which is sad because you'd like to think a Rod Brindamore team wouldn't be soft. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I don't I don't see these guys other than just a bunch of complainers. You know, like okay. Tony D'Angelo, you you just whine and complain. You don't actually do anything. Yeah, and uh, it's just not a good look. So, yeah, I don't know about this team anymore. I don't know. Uh, as much as I love defensive teams, you win the Jennings Trophy, great. Uh, this rhetoric of fucking up in the second round over and over again, it's like Calgary. You, you get to a big stage, stars don't show up, soft, and you bow out. Yeah. And it's incredibly sad, and uh, they got to get their shit together. I don't know how. Whatever they're doing, those that analytic community there, I don't get it. Even like a cock and yemi. Oh, Awful looking contract now. Oh my God. Is he is he not getting paid five or six million a year? To do what? He's a third line center at best and he had two two points all playoffs. Two. Yeah. The guy sucks, man. Why did you make such a big deal? Two money? points in 14 games. You're a joke. And you're paying him six million. They did it to, to shove a fist up Mark Bergevin's ass. You know? That's why they did it, but now now it's not a good look. Like at the time, you looked like you looked like you were getting the the you know the best of him, but now you just look like a fucking idiot because your cap situation is gonna suck. So good luck, and that's a long term deal too. So uh, buckle up. Yeah. So we'll see, Carolina. You've lost some rep in my books, and I'm not picking you to get to the conference final again. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's it for me. Let's move on. Uh, lastly, we'll, we'll, we won't spend much time on this series. Yeah, there he is, man of the hour. Um, uh, uh, Florida, the battle of Florida. Um, this one obviously was over pretty quick sweep. Um, what do you, what's the thing that sticks out to you here? Is it, is it the Panthers going to a strip club the night before game four? Cause that, that's my storyline. That is the major storyline. Like. You know what? You know what that storyline is, and it, what it revolves around. The Panthers knew they were done after Game Three, yeah. and so they had the gall to go out to the strip club. Yeah. What the fuck happened to this team, man? Yeah. Like I don't understand how some team could lay such an egg as they did. I I watched. I I'll be honest. After the first game, I was like, "This is this is this is done," because like the stars fucking late the power play looked horrendous how the fuck was this the top offensive team in the league like just and guys you'd think would be able to step up like the barkovs of the world the claude Giroux, where what he was okay but it's like he, he should fight he tried hard the the and at, at least uh, i just don't get it man like the the roster is unbelievable on the goalie was fine the that you've got Aaron Ekblad, you've got all this star power up front. It's it, you were absolutely dismantled, dismantled. It, it, it's unbelievable, and that's the story for me. Is is how quickly and how quickly the world found out that they were outclassed, and then we you you know there's debates about the regular season roster not built for the playoffs. We got to really take a look after this season at what that really means. You know, like what kind of players that is, what kind of roster that is, because this is a case study in that very uh, topic. Uh, and I, I won't even make a comment about how, how great Tampa was, because 
Sure, they were great, but I think this is more a story of how Florida shite the bed. Well, especially to bow out in four. I mean, this was the, this was the year they were supposed to actually take it to Tampa. You know, you you took them to to six games last year. Surely you had to do the same or better this time around, and uh, to get swept in four just utterly embarrassing. Um, yeah, just not a good look. And to your point, we just talked about it with Carolina. The stars not showing up for Florida. I mean. Barkov is always renowned as is a guy in the league, you know, a star in the league, a, a Selkie Trophy candidate every year, a uh, a, a perennial ninety point guy, and uh, boy oh boy, yeah, guy just didn't show up. He just didn't look good, frankly. Right. Like all series, he just didn't look good, and uh, and and you know, Huberto probably looked a tad better, but still, you know, nothing to write home about. And last year you were raving about Huberto. I was. Yes, you said you texted me. You said Lafreniere will never be Huberto. He will never well, be this good. He's a very creative player. Like I, I still there's moments in time I watch a play he makes and I'm like very impressive. But holistically, you watch him against these Tampa guys who have a two A game. They play a lot smarter. They just know how to win. I think Huberto's talent. Too many men, maybe. Oh, um, I think he's. T- I think he's talented and he and he can get you off your seat at times. I just don't know if he knows how to win. You know, he's not a winner. Right. That that that's how I look at him. And then the rest of the guys. I mean, yeah, Giroud tried hard. Poor guy. He he won't come home with a cup this year. He he wanted to go to Florida. He won't get it. Uh, Bobrovsky. You know, I thought that would be the reason they would lose the series, but I was totally wrong. You know, he played fine. He he played all games. They didn't need Spencer Knight. He played well enough to win, and uh, he just ran into an even better goalie across from him, and his teammates letting him down. Uh, and I, uh, it's an it's an utter embarrassment. I'm curious what they do with that coach. You know, I I know he had a good regular season, but you get swept. That's not a good look. So you got to be th- thinking that management. They're looking around. You know, they're snooping. Mm. You know, is a trots available? Is a DeBoer available? You know, what what's going to happen there? Because they invested a lot to go on this run. Like First rounders, Sherrod, yeah. who? Where was Sherrod all series? I don't even know. I, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you. So you Giroux. you lost a first for Sherrod and a first for Giroux. Is that right? I think so. That's yeah. awful. It must, yeah. It must That's be. awful. Um, and nothing happened. Not no, even a, not even a win in the yeah. second round. Not wow. even, not even a win at home for your fans. Uh, just, just really, really bad. And uh, yet again, another time tale. You know, truth of. Why you can't overlook this President's Trophy thing? You, just because you win the the dance doesn't mean you're gonna, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're, you're gonna make a run in the playoffs, and uh, it it holds true yet again here. So uh, yeah, poor poor Florida, um, and and all yeah. To your point, won't say much about Tampa other than they just know how to win. Like so, there were so many clips in this series, like slow motion shots of Tampa just blocking shots. You know, like any part of your body to get in front of that puck, you do it. And I, I've never seen so many guys just buy in. Like the the polar opposite between them buying in, just sacrificing their bodies at every stage, and Florida playing like a completely soft, pedestrian, walk-in-the-park kind of game. It was just so such a polar opposite style of hockey. And I think that's why Tampa just ran the floor with them in four games um so yeah just here we go two on one oof yeah um yeah so poor 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 florida 
They got to learn how to play. It's almost like it's almost like the Leafs. They're like a Leafs, you know. Yeah. They they play a great regular season, and you just don't know how to turn it on in the playoffs. You don't have that winning brand of hockey. You just don't have it dialed down like Tampa does. And Tampa just showed them. And and boy, what, what I got to ask you this before we move on. Um, what do you think of all the Leaf fans out there going? Well, we took this we took this team to seven. You got swept. Like th- if only we got past Tampa, we would have been in the. We would have like mid in the final right now. You know what do you think of that take? Uh, whatever helps you sleep at night. That's kind of what it, where I go with that. I mean, like I said before, I think Florida shite the bed more than anything there. And uh, and let's be honest, like Tampa, like I said before, Tampa did not show up for a lot of those Toronto games, and they certainly showed up for every one of the Florida games. Mm. So please don't read into that. People will, but it's just save your fucking self. Save yourself, for Christ's sakes. You don't think you're going to hear Shanahan and Dubas say, oh. we, we took the cup champs to seven, but they swept Florida? Oh, like They absolutely will. That's just natural human nature. Save my own ass, right? Of course they're going to look at that. Of course any defensive Leafs fan like Joe will look at that, point at that, and go, look, the President's Trophy guys went out in four games. We took them to seven. Well, come on, guys. Yeah, grow up a little bit. Different series. All righty. Well, that leads us to the East and West Conference Final. Um, we start with, uh, I guess we'll start with the game last night. Why don't you segue? Uh, why don't you segue our audience to that series as I get a beer, Kyle? Yes, yes. So we have probably what to me is the most exciting, high octane, high energy playoff series that uh, perhaps. I've ever been a part of and I that's a that's a big thing to say but you know finally we're getting a rare circumstance and, and you know we've seen this in things like the Crosby Ovechkin series in in Washington and Pittsburgh but uh, this is at a whole new level like th- that that's what was special about those series is it was the two best players in the game going head to head and fighting it out in the playoffs what we have here is something similar along those lines two of the best players in the game but they just happen to be these dynamic speed demons who just drip in skill. And, uh, and that's why I think, and, and their, their teams also kind of emulate that style as well. So I just think that um, we're in for a real treat. And we, we've seen game one, and we've seen what this series might, oh, we got Laffy getting right into it. We got Laffy getting right into it with Cal Footy. Oh! Oh my god, guys. Guys, crazy shit is happening. We're seeing history unfold. We just saw Laffy pop Cal what? Foot in the fucking chin <laughs> and then laugh about it with a blue tongue. <laughs> what the fuck? What is going on <coughs> in New York right now? I gotta see what happened there. <clears throat> oh my god. Hold on. Let's see if we So we saw Laffy get tied up with Cal Foot after the play. Laugh in his face, pop him in the mouth, and then continue to laugh with a Gatorade blue tongue. His signature. It's almost like he, <clears throat> he like lulled him into a sense of security by not punching <laughs> and laughing at him. Yeah. And, then, know, just, <laughs> and it was such a light, soft <laughs> punch. Hold on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the? He just looks away. <laughs> It's, I it's, hate it's, to play against this guy. This guy's awful. Someone called him the next Brad Marchand. On, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
There's something I'm there, glad man. I've seen it. Hey, I, there's something there where he's a bit of a pest. Oh my god, let's see how this. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, we got some. Uh, oh, we got another punch. Oh my god, folks. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> he got him because clearly his head snapped back. And then he. <laughs> <laughs> the blue tuck. Ha ha ha. The fuck is going on here, folks? Wow. I love this guy. This is great. Yeah. Well, this is this is why you own him in on fantasy. My team, yeah. Yeah, this is why you own him. For this goofy stupidity. It's just ridiculous. Anyways, as I was saying, I, I kind of related it back to Crosby Ovechkin of, of the of the yesteryears, but this one being two of the best players in the game, fueled by speed. Uh, and then, you know what? We're, we're in for a treat, but um, what I will say, as, as offensive as, as and great as Colorado is, something that I learned in Game 5 after that big McKinnon goal, Tampa would never have let that game be tied up again. When it comes time to shell up and shut it down, the Avalanche don't have that. So as much as I think they are the juggernaut of the West and they'll make it to the finals, I do predict them to move on in this series. They don't have that. And that's a little bit scary. And the goalie is not as good for sure. So if they're to win a cup, they're going to have to outscore some of those deficiencies. Um, And I think that... What a what a great way to gain confidence in scoring because this series is going to be fucking crazy high octane. Oh, oh! wow, Frankie Vitrano snipe show. Wow, Jeez, on. all good goals though, yeah. like all really yeah, quality goals. The They're all wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Watch this replay. That might even be nicer than the one timer. I think it. I think it is. I think it really is. That's incredible. Let's watch this again, folks. Uh, Rangers controlling uh, breakout. Zabanajad up the ice. Up to, uh, who's that? Adam Fox to Vetrano. Vetrano kind of bobbles the puck. Bunch Vitrano of. Picks it up. Wrist shot. Boom. Boom. Top corner. Wow. Kind of a fucked up play until yeah. the wrist shot there. He had nothing going there. You know? Yeah. And he just happened, he happened to pick up the puck and uh, the rest is history. Wow. Not so much of a screen either. Just no, a great quick just, one. Just like that Stamkos one. Not much of a screen, just a beautiful shot. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're in for a treat. Um, we're witnessing history, uh, as we all know. We're watching some of the best oh, players. Yeah. Like, I think Makar is probably the best, the most talented defenseman I've ever seen. Probably bar none. You might make a, a case for prime Eric Carlson. But this guy's just got unbelievable skill. And... Uh, it's must-watch hockey. Must watch. Oh! Oh! Did he get a piece? He got. I think he got a piece. Yeah. Wow! Vasilevsky makes a retro, retro save, going down laterally, stacking the pads, and somehow getting a piece of the the Ryan Strom shot on a two-on-one with Artemi Panarin after the after the Tampa Bay Lightning hit a post. Frankie Vitrano scoring to go up 2-1. Incredible stuff in this game. This this game is already wowing me. I was not expecting this. Um, yeah, I mean, 
you mentioned i i think it's that series where you're 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 watching history i mean you could people like our parents can look back and say i watched gretzky play against lemieux in a playoff series you know is this akin to saying that i saw mcdavid against mckinnon in a playoff series I'll say yes, like objectively, yes, that is what we have on our hands here. But the way that these two players are hyped up, it's, it's not that same level. Like not a lot of people talk about McKinnon, you know, and in the States, not a lot of people talk about McDavid. It, the way the, the media has hyped these players up is not to that level. But certainly from a skill level standpoint, I think that is what we have here for sure. Uh, and then you add the complimentary pieces like Dreisaitl. It can't be taken away from this guy. The so, probably the best passer in the game right now he's banged up he can barely skate but he find ways to just be a gravitational force and bring guys in and just dish the pocket like he's he's great to watch in the fact that he's 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 playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers like this guy is a genius a genius on the ice and and that is a great thing to watch as well in a whole different regard um, both goalies struggling. Who knows what you're going to get out of Mike Smith. Darcy Kemper's been very, very injured now. Uh, who knows how long that injury is? I don't, I don't, I don't really know what it is. It's a vision thing, but, uh, he's been very meh. And then you've got Pavel Francouz, who's a competent backup, but he's a backup. So all signs point to high scoring, lots of fun, a great series. I don't think we're going to count Edmonton out too much. I think they've got something there to make it a, a five or six gamer. I don't think it's going to go seven, though. That's the way I see it. No, I don't either. Yeah, like, man, just that Edmonton team just can't defend. Like, watch, watching that game last night was painful at times. Like, when they were up 7-3, like, Edmonton just checked out. A, they can't defend. B... Like, you could tell Colorado knows they have Mike Smith's number. Like, you can tell they they know Mike Smith's a joke. Everyone knows the guy's a joke. It's a fluke he's gotten this far in the playoffs. Like, that that goal last night, that should have been off, some, like, the McCarr goal. Yeah. McCarr just you brought it across the blue line, and he just said, I'm just going to rip it on this guy because I don't think he's very good. Yeah. And he just beat him. Crushed there was no screen. It was just it was just I'm gonna beat this guy shoulder high. And like that's all they have to do. Cross the blue line, rip it on him, and you'll win the series. Oh, Tampa ties the game two two. Uh, Andre Pilata rebound. Uh past Igor Shistirkin. Um let's take a look at this one unfold here, folks. Back and forth kind of an affair we have here in this opening game. All started by Laffy's punch. Yeah, yeah. That opened the game up. Wow, that uh, that that hurt. Let's take a look here. Offside. Potential offside here. Uh, Palat crosses the zone. Sorelli potentially offside. So we'll take a look at that. We'll see if they want to challenge this. Um, Stamkos turn around shot pass kind of pad save. Shosturkin rebound right to Palat. Palat tucks it home. 2-2, Rangers do not look like they're going to challenge this. Let's see here. As we, uh, yep, we're going to we're gonna drop the puck here. We got a tie game. Halfway through this game, we have a tie game, 2-2. Um, yeah, so I don't think Edmonton can defend. And, and B, 
I think their goalie is subpar. I know he's I know he's shut. He's made me shut up because I've been calling him out the last two series and he's won. But he's not winning in a convincing fashion. He's winning, but he's not doing it convincingly. And you see that with the goal that went in through, you know, the other team's blue line. Rasmus Anderson scores from like 100 feet out. What a joke. Um, and I just think Colorado, they, they're going to remember that. You know, teams remember that kind of shit. They don't just, that doesn't just, you know, sink to oblivion. And uh, I think they know they can beat this guy from any and all angles. And they're going to be uber aggressive. They're going to fire their 40 shots a game. And they're going to win the series. And they're going to win it pretty handedly. Uh, I, I I think they'll win in like five games. You know? You think so, eh? Well, you know what? I would have agreed. But, you know, the way Edmonton came back last game, I, I it really did open my eyes a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, and again, Tampa doesn't let that happen. If Tampa's up 7-3, they don't give up a lead to 7-6. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing is like Colorado does have that susceptibility, especially and they haven't faced a, a talent like like the top guys in Edmonton yet. And so and, and they like you know for for a team that Vegas has predicted to win it all, they got some glaringly bad players there on defense. Like no. Jack Johnson, that giveaway in that St. Louis game in the game six was awful. You know, yeah, yeah. And he he's not very good. He's never been very good. I don't know why he's on that team. Eric Johnson's fine. Wow. Laffy? Oh man, that sucked. You got to press circle. Oh, there you go. No, 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 you're good. I thought for sure that was a Laffy goal. Was he even on the ice? Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to watch this one. Yeah, this is incredible back and forth action here. The fans loving it in New York. What a barn that must be. Mhm. Wow, this is just, folks, we were just talking about how def- Tampa can defend. This is just blown coverage. This is three guys in front of the Tampa net just staring at the guy with, uh, with the Rangers behind the net, yeah. not keeping track of Philip Cheadle, who's who's in the most dangerous position of all, and he's just wide open, finds a spot there in open ice, and rips it past Vasilevsky. No chance for Vasilevsky. Top cheese and uh, just blown coverage uncharacteristic blown coverage from John Cooper's Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Yeah, like you know what? They're not they're not Superman, you know. This is they're after 9 days off. I think it clearly got to them, you know. And you know what? Maybe they're overconfident from the stupid Florida Panthers, you know? Like this is I think what we're realizing is is New York does have a resiliency to them and they have some wild cards, you know. And Laugh gets a point. That's eight career playoffs points oh, now. That's history. most in New York Rangers history before the age of 21, oh. which means he's destined to be the next, uh, Mark the next Mark Messier. Wow. Here you have it, folks. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I see that going. I go five games. Maybe you see it going six. I go six. Yeah, you go six, just because you know maybe you don't have faith in in the Colorado defense. Um, but yeah, I was just getting into that point. Their defenseman, Jack Johnson, doesn't give me a lot of confidence. You know who also doesn't give me a lot of confidence? Josh Manson. Oh, he had an I awful game. He had an awful game last night. He did. He, he did. was on I loved like Josh awful Manson. reads. Yeah. Like, like those first two goals, he was looking in the sky, like swearing at himself. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that? He had a terrible game. But I've been really. So as a guy who watches Colorado on the daily, you're saying that doesn't happen often? No. 
No, no, I I love this guy. Okay. Like it, this is the one guy they have back there that can clear the clear the front of the net. Boy, oh boy. Because that was like the worst single game of any defenseman I've seen in this whole playoffs. Oh, it was just stop. terrible. You're, you're it was a ter- it was a terrible game he had. No. He was on for the th- first three goals against, and he played a critical role in all three going in. Well, yeah, he he went drinking out. I don't know. Maybe he had a, a rough a look. Um, Didn't get any sleep. Yeah. Give him a break. So yeah, um, I don't know. Despite that, though, I I still I still like guys like that more than Cody Cece and Tyson Berry and Duncan Keith. So you know what should be said. I will say this. Uh, a trend I've noticed with the teams left in the playoffs. Oh, fuck. Lindgren is getting banged up again. The trend I've noticed is that a lot of the teams left have that star puck-moving defenseman. Or start, like, we've got Adam Fox, we've got Victor Hedman, we've got Kale McCarr, all, all left in the playoffs. You know, I think when it t- comes time to building that blueprint, I think this is becoming part of it now. Um, so that's just a little point that I noticed. Fair enough, and I really looking forward to seeing this McCarr more than McKinnon McDavid more this McCarr McDavid matchup. You know, a uh, a guy skating really fast forward, a guy skating really fast backward. They, What's he doing? Like, <laughs> what <the fuck laughs> he's doing. Laffy completely dropped his stick. It's not even broken, and then he just shuffles down and swipes at the puck with his hand <laughs> right to the Tampa plate. <laughs> <laughs> like he thought I guess he thought he could dump it in via his fucking right hand, but that did not work. What the hell are we watching from this player? Yeah. That was sad. That was sad. Um How are you gonna keep this guy? That was really embarrassing. Oh yeah, that was really rough. Um okay. Um moving right along, I mean I guess to this series as we watch it unfold right now. Tampa Rangers, uh oof. Kalorn stopped on a partial breakaway by Shesterkin, who continues to have a great game. Um, yeah, we're seeing it unfold here. 3-2 Rangers, seven minutes left in the second. Uh, up and down game. I mean, lots of people said not a lot of goals were going to be scored here. Clearly wrong so far. Up and down action, plenty of scoring chances. If this is any indication of what the series is going to be like, Kyle, I'm all in. This is great. This is great so far, and uh, this has completely changed my perception of how I'm going to uh, predict this this series. Is that fair to say? Yeah, uh, I mean, still, I can't. I wouldn't sleep on Tampa. You know, I I maintain it's hard to bet against them until they lose. Um, and I and I, you know, I don't believe in this Cinderella story. Like it's been so impressive for this point, but you know, let's not forget. You know, you beat up on it. You beat up on a Carolina team that was a bunch of whip wimps and didn't have their starting goalie. So, as much as it was impressive and they showed an incredible amount of resolve, uh, I'm still not convinced these guys are are the real deal. And I think they're going to meet their match here in Tampa. Um, I I just you know I I think they'll show fight. I think they can stick up to guys like Perry and and uh, Maroon and and guys like Reeves and Truba will give them a handful. I'm I'm sure they will. Um, and Shesterkin arguably is better than Vasilevsky. I know Vasilevsky, they say, is the best, but this Shesterkin guy, he proved in that Carolina series, he's the real deal. Um, and he's he's going to win the Vezina. So they got a shot. You know, anytime you got a goalie like him, you got a shot. They're going to steal a game or two because they got that goalie. It might be even this one. We'll see. Um, and uh, and they'll, they'll give a good fight. 
and they're incredibly good at home ice. This barn is great there, MSG, and they've proven they're very, very good at home ice. They have home ice advantage in this series. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Kyle. I think it's harder to predict now watching this, and I, 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 I don't think you can sleep on them. Look at them. They're just controlling. This is even strength, and they're putting, they're putting together an incredible shift here just continually continually pressing Tampa this this to me is Tampa having being laid off for 9 days i don't i don't think this is good i i don't think a long break is good and i think we're seeing that right now whereas the rangers they're just so seasoned after that wow another goal another one they're almost go, gone in on Vasilevsky. this is just this is just textbook cycling of this the puck they they've made it they've made a whole line change right now in this whole shift and now the kid line is on and uh Wow, look at that. Sergachev's been on the ice for almost three minutes. What a keep by Fox. Wow, and what a deke around. Oh, my God. This is just, this is just, look at, this oh, is. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys, the kid line just got their second goal in the last five minutes. And that's like the best shift I've seen this whole playoffs. Like, that was, that was just, that was just dominating, dominating. And MSG is going nuts. It's going bananas in there. Wow. What a fit! What a pass! What a finish! What a keep by Fox! What an incredible play! Let's let Ray make the call here. What a call, Ray! What a call! <laughs> um, yeah, he's not joking. I mean, that's incredible. This is something else, folks. We got a series, and and something I expected wouldn't be a series. We just got ourselves a series here. Um, that said, I'm not going to let this jade my judgment. Tampa will still win this series, um, but it's going to be probably longer than expected. Uh, and that's not just me cheating watching this first game here. Um, geez. Jeez, uh, I am swayed. I'm telling you, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Tampa, in six. Rangers in seven. Okay. Let's go. We had a Cinderella team last year that made it to the finals, and we're going to have one this year. Cinderella. That's what's happening right now. It's going to happen. And uh, I think what we're seeing now, we've got magic from the kid line. We've got a great goalie. We've got stars that are producing. You've got a lot of things going right now. It, it's crazy. Uh, this, this. You think Gerard Gallant can out-coach John No, Cooper? no. He won't. So how's he going to win then? He could still win without out-coaching him. Coaching? Yeah. But that's... <laughs> that's that, man. I, this is... Laffy in the finals? That's good experience. That's good experience. Wow. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. That's... Uh, there we go. There we go. Very exciting. Well, there you have it, folks. Our predictions. Uh, they're They're locked and loaded. Um, we agree with one series, disagree on the other. So we'll see what happens. Wow, so you got Rangers in Colorado in the final. 
Lucky me, eh? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, those I'm are your teams. You're you're spoiled. This spoiled. between this year and last year, oh, you're on a high. I'm killing it, man. You're just you're just yeah, this is the golden age for you. I'm killing it. Um no Yeah. Okay. No debate. Well, as we near ten o'clock Eastern time here on the uh on the East Coast, uh we hope you enjoyed the podcast, our season two re or sorry, series our semi-final recap, our, our conference final preview. We hope you enjoyed. Um, we sure as hell enjoyed it. Hopefully next time you find us in a hot tub. Uh, but this was fun nonetheless. So uh, until next time, enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Um, we've had some great hockey so far. It's only going to get better. And uh, we hope you tune into next episode, our 10th episode of the season. Do not miss it our Stanley Cup final predictions, and potentially a recap from a trip to Colorado, but we'll see about that. Um, Stay tuned on that front, folks. Uh, So until next time, Rink Moose is signing off.